installment of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm Bruce Wozniak, and wherever you have found the show, thanks for listening. This podcast is widely available, so know that there are a lot of options out there to listen and subscribe. The website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcasting platforms. Please spread the word about NHTE. Joining me today here in person, my guest is a singer-songwriter who just last month released a new single and a video to go with it featuring an acoustic performance of the song. Late last year, she had put out a six-song EP. She is currently a nominee for four different awards in Creative Loafing's 30th Best of the Bay Awards. She was the guest on the show way back on episode 67, and since then has continued to perform not only at various venues and events, but even on cruise ships. You've been hearing a song of hers called Too Scared. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Samantha Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm glad to be back. I feel weird saying welcome back like you were, you were just here like it does feel like it was kind of yesterday, and when you said it was five five years ago, I was like, what? Yeah. It's so crazy to think that it was five years ago we were recording a podcast, and yeah. here we are now. Amazing, amazing. We obviously have a lot of catching up to do, but let's start off first by having you tell the listeners all about the song of yours that was just playing called Too Scared. Yeah, Too Scared. Um, I released that song as a single last October. Um, I had released my very first single, Devil in Red Shoes, back in 2014, and I hadn't really done much since. But I had had Too Scared recorded since 2015 mm. and just sitting there waiting to be released because I was always waiting for either the right time or the right moment or other songs to be done so I can release an EP right after. And I kept making excuses after excuses. And then finally, last year, four years basically after I recorded it, I finally re- released it. So for the listeners who are performers themselves and find themselves in that rut, what was it that finally pushed you over the edge that said, that's it, I'm just finally doing this? Because understandably, it does get difficult because you, I want to come to your defense, you said, I had this song in 2014 and then I didn't do anything. Well, listeners, she she means that she didn't do anything in terms of original music because she is always doing something with music, that's but true. in this case, it just wasn't recording <laughs> But back to my question, though. So what was it that kind of got you to finally say, I just got to do it? Well, in between those years, I had moved to Dallas and kind of been all over the place. And and after I left Tampa the first time, I kind of felt like, well, I had all my, you know, connections for to, to help release, like with publicity and mm-hmm. everything else back in Tampa. And so once I had, I had left, I, I felt like I had to almost like start over again. And then that felt kind of daunting. And so I put it off forever. And then last year last june i came back and moved back to tampa and so once i was back in tampa i was like all right i have all my old connections i need to just make this happen so what i did was just set a date for a cd release party a couple months out so that it was booked and i had a date that i had to force myself to get everything done by and it really did kick me in the butt and and i I was surprised myself in a lot of ways and a lot of things that i got done in that small amount of time but yeah i just had to give myself a definite date to be done by. I love that. And there's two things that I picked up on in there. Number one is the value of connections Mm -hmm. because you said I came back and I said, well, I already know all these people here. So 
I can record it and I can promote it. Yep. So listeners, you know that I'm always, always, always telling you there's no such thing as having too many contacts. And so here's Samantha vouching for the value of the connections that she already had. It's really the basis of everything I always say, because I feel like networking has been my entire career. <laughs> and secondly, I loved the story of setting a date for a release party because I know someone coincidentally here in the greater Tampa Bay area who was writing a book and was really dragging his feet and a friend of his without knowing without this guy knowing about it this friend of his put on Facebook hey there's going to be a book release party for so and so's book on such and such a date let me know if you want to come and he looked at him and said I don't even have the book done yet and he's like well you better get it done now because we're having a book release party that night <laughs> so same thing with the CD release party and that's a great strategy to kind of force you to yeah, say no definitely. more excuses yeah you just sometimes need a little fire under you to get it going and I work better like that anyways if I have a deadline I will I will get things done but I will say all the excuses I made before that they didn't need to be excuses and so if anybody else is doing this there is no perfect time I would say just go for it and do it when you're ready and don't make excuses for yourself because I've done that for so many years and I could have released probably plenty more music by now mm. but you just got to trust the process I like it I like it uh, listeners, the last time that Samantha was on the show, she had just sang with Paul McCartney <laughs> and had opened up for Josh Turner. So yes. make sure you go back and hear that interview, too. If you never heard episode 67 of the show, I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at NHTE.net. I am also still looking for your feedback about this show through the survey that's out there, which could also net you a $25 Amazon e-gift card, by the way. One winner will be chosen in a random draw on September 14th. There are two easy ways to get at the survey. One is that I have pinned the post to the top of the Facebook page and pinned the tweet to the top of the Twitter feed. If you're not following already on one of those two platforms, just go to the show website, nhte.net, and use the Facebook or Twitter icons there. Those pinned posts have the link to the survey. Or you can just email me, podcast at nhte.net, and tell me that you want to fill it out, and I'll email you that same link to the survey. Samantha Lee is awesome. She's always doing great and cool things, so much so that after this interview, she and I are going to talk some more in bonus content that will only be available through the Patreon for this show. There is already bonus content there from all the episodes going back to last Christmas. Behind-the-scenes stuff from me, extra conversation with the guests, and an opportunity to help support what I do here each week. You can get in for just five bucks. Just start at the show website, nhte.net, and use the orange colored support us on Patreon button. Samantha, for too long now, I've been talking to guests and asking, so what have you been doing during the pandemic? And <laughs> my gosh, you are the one performer that I've been seeing that I feel like I already know what the answer to the question is. Because every time I look on Samantha's Instagram post, listeners she's in the tampa airport flying to do another show so <laughs> am, am i right did you just keep performing through the pandemic i wish that were the case but i definitely had the whole quarantine period like everybody else um the last show that i had done prior to when the pandemic hit was at the end of february because mm -hmm. i had taken off two weeks of work because on um, march 4th i had a planned trip to europe and so i was in brussels Belgium when this pandemic hit and had to cut my trip early and buy a new flight home to get home before they like oh, no. closed the borders or, you know, they were stopping all the, the flights to come in and all the flights were getting canceled because it all happened so fast. And so 
um, basically I hadn't done a show since the end of February and you should see I have like a text thread of like um, the businesses canceled dates they all just came through and every day it was just like canceled date canceled date canceled mm. date and it was like uh, it hurts your soul so much when you like mm. see all that work you know getting taken away but everyone was in the same position so you know there was a lot of support in the music community around that but um, I didn't do my first show back until the end of June so it seemed like I was working a lot but I didn't do my first show back until June so what were you doing during the pandemic then I mean the very beginning of the pandemic for the first I would say at least two months I was great everyone was struggling at first and like freaking out and I found it nice to have some free time to work on some things that I didn't normally have time to work on. Um, I started taking guitar lessons weekly. Mm. Um, I was motivated enough somehow to work out every day. So I was on like a workout routine. I kind of put myself in like a little, you know, routine where I woke up, I I did a little workout. um, I practiced guitar. I worked on some music. And this is the other thing too. I moved into a new place Uh, at the beginning of March so right before I left for Europe and so it was nice to have time to like set up your you know your home and unpack fully and um, my brother and I moved in together and we have an extra bedroom that we turned into a music room Uh. so I spent a lot of time in there um, learning songs practicing piano just kind of and it was awesome I felt really great and up until like things started opening back up that's when I felt like I started getting like a little like stressed and depressed because by that time everyone was struggling with like getting unemployment and jobs were still getting canceled but things were opening up but for entertainment it's still hard Mm -hmm. because it's not like a normal job that you can just go back to so yeah does your brother do music too he plays guitar um he doesn't do music full-time but um he's done a couple little shows and things with me since since the pandemic so we're going to talk about some of the various shows that you do and that yeah. you have done and stuff like that. But I think I also saw, did you sing at, help me out with this, I want to say the wedding of someone who is on like The Bachelor? Yes. Maybe? And, and, and tell that story, but also uh, for the listeners who are up and comers, how did you get that booking? Okay, so since we've talked last, I feel like I've kind of been all over the world. Um I had moved to Dallas um, and started singing with a band full-time there. Um, and then from there, I was there about almost two years, and I got a job on a cruise ship with Norwegian Cruise Lines. And so I did a little six-month tour of South America and Cuba. And after that, I came back to Florida. But coming back to Florida, I still was working with some of the bands I was working with in Dallas and they just kind of book me different places throughout the U.S. and I fly out pretty much once or twice a week to work with various bands um, around the country. But one of the bands that in that company was booked for this for this wedding and I didn't even uh. know that was the wedding I was going to. I had my regular itinerary like for for a gig and it had like, you know, the first dance songs that we needed to know the songs that we needed to learn what time the wedding was i knew i was flying to rhode island and then i was sitting in the airport scrolling through instagram and first of all i'm a huge bachelor and bachelorette fan like anybody who knows me i've like watched all the seasons i just love it i do and so i was scrolling through my instagram feed and i saw that 
you know, Ashley and Jared, it was their wedding day. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. I'll have to pay attention today because I want to see what her wedding dress looks like and everything else. And then it was like, oh, heading to Ashley and Jared's wedding for in Rhode Island. And I was like, huh, how funny. Like, I'm flying to Rhode Island for a wedding, too. And then I pulled up my itinerary and looked at the last names and was like, oh, my God. Wow. Wait a minute. There's no way. And so I called my boss and I'm like, are we is this seriously the wedding we're playing at? And he was like, yeah, you didn't know. And I was like, no. And so that was, oh, that was so cool for me because I'm just a huge fan and, yeah. But so you, I mean, you were the band that played for the entire reception. Yeah, we we had, we had were the only band there. We played um, for the beginning of the reception and they had a DJ for the end of the night. Okay, okay. So... I'll let you answer this next question to the extent that you're comfortable with whatever you do or don't want to reveal. But for the benefit of those listening who are aspiring performers that might get starry eyed and hear what you just said and think that that's what I got to do, you know, corporate gigs or like fly me back and forth to do Mm -hmm. shows in, in Dallas or wherever. Talk about those arrangements. Like are your flights or maybe even your overnight accommodations being paid for or is it, you know, well, not directly, Bruce. I just make sure I get paid enough to cover my flights and accommodations out of the pay or or what? I'm sure all companies are different and all bands are different. The company I work for um, has been around for the last six years and they're very well established. And so for me, everything is taken care of. My flights are taken care of. My accommodations are taken care of. My rides to and from the airport are taken care of. And on top of that, I still make what I make per gig. Okay. So to be clear, though, this is not a uh, this is not a booking agency. It's, I believe, what they call an entertainment company. Correct. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. I got a little off track there. I want to go back to, was there anything else that you were doing during the pandemic besides the gigs we were talking about? Because what I always expect to hear, since I've been asking this question for so many, is people to say, I was performing online. Yeah. Actually, I avoided that because <laughs> there was something about a live stream and a live show online that was extra vulnerable to me and kind of scary because it's unforgiving because once it's out there then it's out there and recorded and people can go back and if you're you know you mess up people can go back and watch your mess up a hundred times and so I kept saying I wanted to do it but I never really got the guts to and I actually just did a live stream on Monday two days ago for my very first time see and I'm glad that you continued on with that answer because when you first started to say uh, you know as you gave your answer I thought well wait a minute she's always out there performing live so what's it but I get it because you're saying like no this is recorded and people can look it up on YouTube for years or on whatever video streaming platform as opposed to and like listeners like you don't know like Samantha go back and listen to the first interview we did because I love what a perfectionist she is what a professional she is like how polished she is how like she knows all the lyrics she does she refuses to use an iPad or something like that we talked about that in the first interview so I'm going to say that at a live show, you could make a mistake and it's like, okay, and it might even be a case of where like, well, only I know that I made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I'm still going to say you're such a perfectionist that I think your mistakes are so few, few, few and far between. But like you're saying, it could be nerves because you're not used to performing online and all of a sudden... Well, you we're not, yeah, not we're only made obviously, the mistake, but now it's captured on video. Yeah, and obviously we're all our own worst critics. So 
you know, like you just said, like other people might not even notice because there's I mean, how many times I've I have a video recording that someone recorded from a show and I'll listen to it and be like, oh, that sounds terrible. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? It sounds amazing. But because, you know, we are the hardest on ourselves, I feel like I'll always find <laughs> something wrong that I that I hear. And so, yeah, the live stream kind of kind of freaked me out, which is crazy, right? Because I was saying in front of famous people, I was saying in front of audiences of like 60,000 people, but you put me, what, in front of a camera for the internet, and I'm like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's because you're always, always, always performing live somewhere. You're mm-hmm. not always, always, always sitting on a live stream. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it, too, is you don't get to see the audience. You don't know how many people there are. Mm-hmm. So all these things are at play that are more or less out of your control. Yeah. And you're going, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. I should have honestly just got over it and did it at the beginning of the pandemic because everyone that I knew that was doing those live streams, it was helping like get them by. Like the tips, the generous tips that people were giving for those live streams were, were great, and I'm I'm very happy for my friends who who actually did that because I probably could have used the extra little help. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was the live stream that you did a few it nights ago? It was amazing. It honestly was just it was great the the stream was shared like over 50 times i think there's been like over 4000 views and it just it went really great it was for downtown st pete live and katie talbert runs it and she started this at the beginning of the pandemic to try to like help musicians that were out of work and it's become a huge thing so just from the beginning of the pandemic now she's got like 12,000 followers and sponsors and it's just a really great thing that she created for artists. And so the difference is you actually went to a location to Mm -hmm. perform. This wasn't you at home and her at home and you were just linking up on whatever video platform. You were live from somewhere where you and a couple people were probably the only ones there. There was no audience, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. Let's back up to before the pandemic. In fact, before 2020 began and talk about your EP that came out late last year. Yeah, that was so exciting. Like I said, a lot of those songs were recorded for a lot of years and I just had them sitting in my email. So once I made that deadline, um, I set up a CD release party at the Hideaway Cafe in St. Pete and kind of just, I did everything myself. It was really, really exciting. Like I did the CD artwork myself. I had the CDs printed myself. I, uh, yeah, I was, I was really proud of myself. All the things I like taught myself Photoshop and wow. yeah, it was really, really cool experience to say that. Like I learned all those things and kind of got it. Cause normally I would just find someone and pay someone to do stuff like that. And I was kind of running out of time to like get other people to do it for me. So I just kind of learned it and it just it just turned out really great, and so I'm really proud of the EP. It was only six songs, but no, don't say only because <laughs> I actually wanted to commend you on the fact that it is as many as six. Because when I hear EP yeah. thrown around, I typically think three or four. four. Yeah. So when I saw that you had as many as six, I went, "Wow, this is like more than an EP. It, it's somewhere between an EP and a full album." But I still thought to myself, "Someone is." Any any purchaser is really getting their money's worth because you're calling it an EP, but you're giving them six songs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, it had five that I was planning on releasing and Ohio Days that was on there was like a last minute ad mm. and it turned out to be so many people's favorite song on the EP, which I was like really, really surprised by. So I got a great reaction from the release and the release party and yeah, everyone seemed to 
to love all the songs on it. So let's talk about that you had, you, you talked about that you did the design work, you got the CDs printed, because there's not a whole lot of guests coming on this show that are still talking about physical units, with the exception of those that are starting to talk about vinyl now. So was there any doubt in your mind about doing CDs? Did you consider this is just going to be digital only, or was it always, no, I, I had to have hard copies? I just felt like because it was my first release that I just I personally wanted to have a hard copy of it and I knew that I wanted to have something to kind of give away at shows mm. um for people to take away and I knew my family they're still they still use CDs and I knew they'd want one and so I kind of just I just got the smallest amount that I could get and I figured I would definitely be able to give them away at shows and stuff you don't know this but I think you just gave another lesson because before you were talking about don't make excuses and you talked about getting it done and getting it out and now you said normally I would just hire someone to do these types of things for me and you said I was running out of time so I just did it myself whereas my inclination is if you're running out of time just find somebody that does that as their regular job and it's going to do it fast and you went the other way and all of a sudden I think it's kind of one of those you don't know how truly talented you are until you start trying all these different things and all of a sudden you go, I saved money and now I have these new skills that I can apply and I'm proud of what my packaging looks like. Yeah, I really, it really was a great feeling to say that I did those things myself because I didn't think I was capable of, you know, any kind of Photoshop design work, anything like that. So, you know, YouTube is a big helper. <laughs> you just, you can really find almost anything you need to learn on YouTube. And so anything I couldn't figure out while I was trying to use Photoshop, I I just went online and I kind of found my way through it. And you read my mind. I was going to say, was it completely self-taught or was it, well, I do have a friend that's kind of good at it and lo and behold, good yes, old, so good old I just, YouTube. <laughs> the good old internet. <laughs> I'm joined today here in person by singer-songwriter Samantha Lee. Visit her official website at samanthaleemusic.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on her website, you'll see lots of links on social media. You can engage with Samantha on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Her music is widely available, too. You can follow her on Spotify, but the better way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music from iTunes, which is Apple Music. She is even on SoundCloud, too, by the way, which, of course, is one of the many platforms where the show can be heard. Keep up with Samantha online so you can see where and when you can see her perform live. I mentioned earlier about the survey that I hope you'll take for now here this entertainment. Look for the pinned posts on Facebook and Twitter to get the link to fill it out. Again, if you're not already on my Facebook or Twitter, just go to the show website, nhte.net, and look for the icons for those platforms, and then use the link to the survey that's in the pinned posts at the top of each of those feeds. Alternatively, you can just email me, podcast at nhte.net, and ask me to send you the link to the survey. Remember, September 14th, there will be a random drawing, and someone who takes the survey will win a $25 Amazon e-gift card. Don't forget, too, about the bonus audio with Samantha Lee that will only be available through the Patreon for this show. Go to nhte.net and use the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button to go sign up to gain access to the exclusive content that she and I will be recording, as well as that from the past 35 weeks going all the way back to last Christmas. It's only 5 bucks to get started with that, and you're helping to support my show in the process. 
Samantha, in telling people about your website and your other online destinations, you have a second Instagram account called Wander the World with Me. Tell the audience about that, but also I'm curious as to whether you've been able to leverage that to get new fans, meaning create awareness of your music through that to people who might just be checking it out because they're, say, travel buffs. Yeah, yeah. So I created that because I fell in love with traveling a couple of years ago and in 2014 I traveled out of the country for the first time and now I've been to like 26 countries Whoa! yeah and so I, I went on a little binge after that I fell in love with seeing the world and so I created a separate Instagram account for just my travels and I also have a website wandertheworldwithme.com ah. and I started like some small like blog posts about some of the places I've been but yeah it does help um, especially with Instagram stories because if I've had a release I can go on to my travel page and like you said i do i actually have more followers on my travel page than my music page at this point so yeah i can go in my stories there and and tag samantha lee music and and talk about my music and the release in there and and that can reach a whole nother you know couple thousand people so the instagram account wander the world with me is that music travels or it's sometimes it is music travels Bruce but sometimes it's just me going on a personal trip somewhere yeah it honestly doesn't really actually have much to do with the music end at all it's just places that I've been around the world and cool things I've experienced along the way with that wow wow that's cool yeah so I mentioned back in the intro that you are currently nominated in four different categories <laughs> in creative loafing's 30th best of the bay awards best country act original Best Roots slash Alt Country, Best Singer Songwriter, and Best Vocalist. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. I was actually very humbled and, you know, honored that four different categories. That's crazy because, you know, I've been in the Bay Area singing since 2005 and I've never actually been nominated before. Wow. So it feels good to to move back and within the year you know release my ep release a new single and then now you know the community's recognizing my name and it's just a really cool feeling yeah and listeners i was telling samantha before i pressed record that i saw her on a local tv station you were doing a remote sort of you know mm-hmm. quarantine era interview and performance of your new single yeah correct it was really cool that they were able to to do that um for the release of my single they i interviewed from my dining room (laughs) and yeah they had a little interview set up for me and um played an acoustic version of my new single that came out so that was really cool it has been a while since you were last on the show because i know back when you were first on the show you were telling folks about what it's like to perform in a major theme park which was bush gardens but this time i'd love for you to talk about what it's like performing on a cruise ship because i think the only guest that i've ever had on that's been able to speak to that was laura wright back on episode 190 if i'm not mistaken weren't you even the one who got to create a show that you and i want to say like three other female performers on the ship did yeah so um, I worked for Norwegian Cruise Line, and the ship that I was on traveled through South America, and we had four shows on board that we got to learn. So there was, you know, one that was from all over the world. So I got to sing in like Spanish, Greek, African. Um, wow. Yeah. 
Hindi. Wow. Yeah. And so it, that was a really cool experience because I had never really sung in all those languages. And then we did like a variety show and a rock show. And so that was really cool. And mm. they always encourage you to be creative when you're on board. And the girls and I in the cast had an idea to try to kind of create our own. I already had an image of like what I wanted in my head. The girls helped me kind of put some of the music together. We had a great band on board that helped put the music together and we were able to perform it on the made stage which doesn't happen very often so I designed like how the lighting was going to be and we had costumes choreography and got such great feedback on the ship like some of the guests were saying it was one of the best shows they saw on the ship which Mm. was like crazy considering we had just made it up ourselves (laughs) and a lot of those shows have been around for so many years so that was really really cool Maybe we can talk about this more in the Patreon, but I'm going to be interested to ask you then. I've got other questions I want to get to now, but when you said costumes, I did wonder, you know, will a cruise ship provide you with what you're wearing when you're performing? And when you talked about we had four different shows that we had to learn, I'm thinking, well, that sounds like someone gave them a show that was already kind of prepared and they had to, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that more in the Patreon. Maybe in the Patreon we can even talk more about what life is like as a performer on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm wondering, the Laura Wright interview that I mentioned, I had sat down and recorded that interview with her. I was in Las Vegas because she performs regularly there. And I feel like I could easily see you performing in Las Vegas. Is that something that's on or has ever been on your radar? Yeah, it's been on my radar in, in the past. Um, I actually have a lot of friends who are in shows there, mostly dancers. Um, I have a couple of shows that are... Our friends that are in the Vegas show and um, some stage managers that are part of the Chris Angel show and so there's definitely like a lot of work there I just I haven't really made my way out west plus I just love Florida and this is funny before I pressed record I was telling Samantha how I was going to be introducing her and she was telling me that she was taking guitar lessons during the quarantine we agreed well let's just say singer songwriter but I think it would have been fair to say singer songwriter dancer because I think we talked about this on your first interview that like dance is a big part of your performing it it really has been all these years throughout the theme parks and the cruise ships and stuff dance is a really big part of performing in shows so yeah i think that's fair to say (laughs) but were you when you said that you were on board and you kind of came up you are you already had this vision for the show that you thought you could put together on the cruise ship am i putting too much on the time that you did spend doing shows at a place like bush gardens or did that background help to have this vision and say i think i can kind of see what i might create here oh yeah that definitely that definitely had a lot to do with the creative side of things because I was at Bush Gardens for almost 11 years. Wow. So I think I can't even tell you how many shows I did there. Probably at least 30 different shows throughout 11 years. And so, yeah, I think that definitely helps. Let me interrupt. When she says 30 shows, she doesn't mean she only performed 30 times over 11 years. She means there are 30 different types of shows yeah. that you probably performed, yeah. you know, 50 times each. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a, a lot of years there where I was full time. So I was there doing four shows a day, five days a week. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I don't remember from the first interview if we even talked about this, but was dance something that you kind of begrudgingly accept and said, oh, well, I guess I have to learn how to dance? Or was it like, no, I was always dancing as a young girl? Um, I was always kind of dancing as a young girl, but I was in cheerleading and gymnastics throughout high school. And in cheerleading, you learn a lot of dance 
so I never was actually trained in dance growing up, mm. but that cheerleading kind of background helped with movement once I started working in theme parks and stuff like that. So I was able to catch on to choreography quickly, but I, I learned probably all my dance, um, all my dance experience probably from Bush Gardens because I started wow. there when I was 18. Wow. A little young. Wow. Wow. Well, it's uh, just a coincidence, listeners. I'm only being honest with you here, but the fact that I brought up Las Vegas, you know that it fits nicely into every week. I tell you about the Access Vegas newsletter, which I really encourage you to subscribe to. There is a Access Vegas logo on the Now Hear This Entertainment website that you can click on, and they will give you $5 off when you use the code BRUCE to sign up. And if you say, Bruce, I have no interest in going to Las Vegas, maybe now you don't. I get fascinated just by reading all the different things that are going on out there. I'm waiting to talk to my dad so that he can say, why did you send me three emails back to back to back about things that were going on in Las Vegas? It's because I was in the private Facebook group that Access Vegas has for their members, and I saw three interesting stories in a row, and my dad likes going to Las Vegas, so I kept emailing him all these articles for him to read. So if you subscribe to the Access Vegas newsletter, you'll get the newsletter itself. You get access to the private Facebook group. You get all their special reports, and of course, you get discounts. You get insider information, and you get well-informed for whenever you do plan your next Las Vegas trip. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. So, Samantha, what is coming up for you in terms of shows maybe that people should be on the lookout for? And also, even though you just put out the new single last month, will there be any more new music coming from you maybe? Well, by the time you listen to this, I'll have already done a local show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a, I'm have singing at a country music festival coming up this week. Oh. Um, but then after that, um, it's all kind of traveling shows that I have in my books right now, but things have been coming in daily. I do know that I'm going back on live stream with Downtown St. Pete Live on October... So Wednesday, October 14th, I believe it is. Mm. Let me see right here. So they're planning to keep this yeah, going October for a while. Yeah, people have been loving it, and it's been really great for the artists for exposure. And like I said, they keep getting new sponsors. And so, yeah, October 14th, I'll definitely be on the Downtown St. Pete Live page, so you what can check that out. What will they see when they see you perform there? Is there one musician with you? Is there a whole band behind you? When I was there this past week, I did an acoustic with one player. When I go back on the 14th, I'm going to do a full... Well, a small band. I'm going to do a four-piece band. So that'll that'll be really, really cool. And are these original songs, covers, both? What are you performing? A mix of both. So okay. we'll be doing all of our originals that we do in combination with some cool covers. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The other ones that you're getting that are probably out of town, since there's listeners all over the world to this show, are these, and obviously you're probably just domestic right now, but are these shows throughout the U.S., are they all closed private gigs, or is there anything out there where listeners could look to go to if you're coming to their city? Yeah, I would say just kind of follow along to where I'm going, because I'll always announce if it's a public show anywhere I'm going. A lot of the traveling shows I do are private events, whether they be weddings or corporate events. Um, But I do do a lot of festivals and a lot of, you know, outdoor shows as well that are probably better for social distancing. So definitely Uh, just kind of keep track and follow along if you follow me online. So you just came back from doing one in Dallas, I believe. Yes, And was that your first time seeing events where they're having to do social distancing? 
It's been it's been very interesting, I will say, because um, obviously every state is different. Texas's numbers have been a little high, like ours as well. Um, weddings. I'm surprised, first of all, that anybody's having a wedding yeah. at this point. I do get that if you've already put it off like numerous times and like the amount of money you've probably lost in like deposits and stuff that you just want to get it done. But um, yeah, it's weird. Like they'll have, you know, people wear masks on their way into the venue and around the venue. And then once they're sitting, they can mm-hmm. kind of take them off. But mm-hmm. then I feel like once the alcohol's flowing and the music's flowing, people's inhibitions get a little lax and the rules get a little lax i feel like and yeah the masks get pushed to the side <laughs> get forgotten thrown off forgotten on the Left, table exactly i'm holding up air quotes forgotten on the table yeah it's, it's funny because i've actually posted a couple like videos you know on my instagram stories or, or whatnot of just like where i'm at or like part of the show and there's a couple people that have commented being like are you living in another universe where this virus doesn't exist? <laughs> I'm like, I know it seems like that, but I mean, it's been, at least our our company and stuff has been very good about like we've been kept, you know, on a stage separate, and you know where we would normally share a mic for like speeches or anything else. We don't share mics anymore. Everything's uh, been you know okay. extra sanitized, and so there's definitely precautions being taken. I'm going to try to remember both of these questions. So the other half of that first question was. Any more new music by chance? Oh, skipped over that. Sorry. Yeah, I've be, I've been really working this pandemic to try to like get into my writing game mm. because I've always kind of felt. I think I talked about this last time with you that I'm like not a huge songwriter. Like the songs that I have written, I've been very proud of. But I always feel like songwriters are people who can like ha- have notebooks full of like hundreds of songs, mm-hmm. and I have like my measly like ten songs that I have, <laughs> but. Um, so I've been really like listening to different songwriters, trying to listen to different styles of writing and try different, you know, ways of writing versus either melody first or, you know, having a chord progression first and then writing lyrics to that chord progression. And so, yeah, I've been trying to, to come up with some new music for coming out of this pandemic. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. So the other question I wanted to ask you is getting back to these gigs that you're flying to. Mm -hmm. It seems like whenever I'm seeing you posting from the Tampa airport. It's always very early in the morning. Oh, yes. Talk to, again, those same people out there that think, I'd love to be flown around the country going to all these gigs. You're obviously, or I don't know, are you the one picking those early morning flights? Because be forewarned is what I'm saying, listeners, that you may get a job like this and as enjoyable as I'm sure Samantha's going to tell you as it is, probably sitting in that airport at six o'clock in the morning isn't real fun. Or sometimes earlier. Wow. Um, no, yeah, I don't pick the, I don't pick the flights. Sometimes they, they give me an option, but they, which is nice. I fly in usually day of a show and then I'll fly out the next day. Uh Or if there's multiple shows in a row, I'll I'll fly, which is nice because it doesn't take, you know, extra time out of your week that you're not working. But in case there are any complications or weather, they definitely want to get you out on one of the first flights. I see. I see. Just to make sure, because they don't want to cut it close and everything like that. But yeah, there are some late nights, some early morning flights, some, Nights when, you know, we play till one in the morning and the flight's at 6 a.m. and you don't have much sleep, Mm. but that's part of part of the job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to close today with another song of yours. 
and this is your newest single. It's one called 90 Years, and listeners, you'll recall back in the intro, I said that there is a video on YouTube of an acoustic version of this song. But Samantha, before you and I record more conversation for the exclusive content only available through Patreon, tell the audience all about this song, please. I love talking about this song because it's so special to me. Um, So... This song was written for and about my grandma, and she just turned 90 on July 1st. Mm. So, you know, and she's, you know, she's getting around still. She still goes to dance classes. She still goes to workout classes. She's hip, fun, and I freaking love her. And so everyone that knows me knows how much I love her. And we are going to have a huge birthday party for her Um before the pandemic hit and then once that hit the party got canceled and but we really wanted to make her birthday special and my brother and I were brainstorming on how we can make the birthday special and I was like oh my god I didn't even think of this why don't we try to write a song and it was just an idea at first and so I even just said to my brother I said you know what make up a chord progression quickly for me and let me just put it on like a voice memo and so just absentmindedly like he wasn't even like thinking he was just like okay C D I don't know and like played some stuff in a voice memo and then the next day I was like I have these lyrics and then we worked on the lyrics and within a week we had like this full song that was I played it for a couple family members and a couple friends and every person that heard it like the moment they heard it they called me back like bawling they're like this (laughs) song is so beautiful so I was like oh shoot okay maybe it is really really good and you know, I worked with a, a local producer and had it produced, and I was like, I think I could turn this in to distribution in time to have it released on her 90th mm. birthday. And so we made that all happen in time, and it was released on her 90th birthday. And even though I didn't get to see her in person, we did a, a FaceTime and surprised her with the song and we had the lyrics printed out for her. And so I have it on video, and it was so sweet. Uh. Everyone was like crying and. Ugh. It's just such a beautiful song. Yeah, for the audience, uh, Samantha is obviously, as you've heard, based here in the greater Tampa Bay area, and your grandmother is in, in Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio yeah. yeah, but it's still one of the beauties of technology that as much as we've all been doing stuff online, there's a real special moment that if you can't be there with her, probably the, the next best thing. That was the next thing. best thing, yeah, for yeah. sure. And what I love about the song, too, is that it's kind of just a really about a strong woman in, in your life and how that's kind of shaped you into who you are. And so anybody who's had any kind of strong female figure in their life, whether it be a mother, grandmother, sister, aunt, anything can kind of relate to these lyrics. And I think a lot of people that I know that's listened to that has brought stories to me about, you know, things that they have went through or people that mm. they're reminded of. And it's been really moving. It really has. People I don't even know have like reached out and been like, oh my god my you know mom died a couple years ago and this you know really brought back so many memories and so thank you for writing this and so things like that and messages like that are like the reason we do music and so even though this was personal for me and personal for my grandma I'm glad to see that already just in the last you know few months it's been released has already touched people that's just why we do what we do yeah, yeah, that's outstanding. Well, congratulations on the new single. And since it's been a while, I'm going to say congratulations on the EP from Thank late you. last year anyways. I hope <laughs> the listeners will check it out. It was great to finally have yes. you back on the show. So exciting. Thank you for having me back. I can't believe it's been that many years. Yeah, for sure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Samantha Lee. Wait a minute. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter-dancer. Ooh. 
Samantha Lee. <laughs> Do visit her official website at samanthaleemusic.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you land on her website, look for the social media icons and engage with her on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. I have been following her on all social media since back when she was on episode 67 of this show. So please do the same. Tell her you heard her and her music and now hear this entertainment. And remember that while you can follow Samantha on Spotify, the better way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music from iTunes, which is Apple Music. Look for links on samantha.leemusic.com. Keep up with her online so you can see where and when you can see her perform live too. And don't forget about the online performance in October. Don't forget to look on Facebook or Twitter for the pinned posts that have the link to the survey that I have out there for this podcast, or email me at podcast at nhte.net to ask me to send you the link. Again, one person who fills out the survey will win a $25 Amazon e-gift card in a drawing to be held September 14th. Samantha and I will have bonus audio that you can hear through the Patreon for this show at patreon.com slash NHTE or use the orange colored support us on Patreon button on the show website NHTE.net. It's only five bucks to get started and you will also unlock the bonus audio from the past 35 weeks going all the way back to Christmas. I would truly appreciate your support of the show through Patreon. For now, that will do it for episode 342. We'll send you out today with another song from Samantha Lee. This is the one she just talked about. It's called 90 Years.